Well, good morning and a very warm welcome from me. I am Lisa, one of the ministers here at Christchurch. Let me bring you God's word. John chapter 10, verses 11 to 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, what a beautiful flock you are. Take a look at yourselves. You are the Lord's flock. Why don't you turn to the person on your right and say, what a beautiful sheep you are. Don't forget the person on the left, please. Say, you're beautiful too. I am the good shepherd, says Jesus. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. Now, for Jesus to say this, that I am the good shepherd, it had straightforward significance to Jewish people living in the ancient Near East some 2,000 years ago. And not only because they were farm people, they were indeed surrounded by flocks of sheep. But you see, since the beginning, the Bible speaks of God being a shepherd, being like a shepherd. We only need to look to Jacob in Genesis, or the psalmist, and supremely in Psalm 23, where we hear, the Lord is my shepherd, or indeed to the prophet Ezekiel. Now, whilst you and I probably don't live around sheep, unless, of course, you're up on Riddlesdown, the message is, just as true for us today as it was then. But what does a shepherd do? What does a shepherd do? Now, that's a question. What do you think? What does a shepherd do? I shall take your answers. Do raise your hand. What does a shepherd do? Any ideas? Yes. It takes care of their sheep. Yes, a shepherd does take care of the sheep. Well done. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? What does a shepherd do? What does a shepherd do? He feeds the sheep, that's right. Or he leads the sheep to where there is food, where there is good food. Thank you, Richard. He protects. A shepherd does. A shepherd cares for the sheep. He feeds the sheep and he protects the sheep. Great answers indeed. A a shepherd is brave. A shepherd is always looking out for the sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd. And we need to actually understand this right from the start. We actually have a shepherd. A shepherd in our lives. We are not alone to wander through life, to get through the messiness 
of our life alone. We have a good shepherd. We have an actual shepherd. And he is there for the entire journey. He's not just any shepherd. This is the good shepherd. The good shepherd. In fact, he's the best. He's perfect. He is Jesus. Jesus emphatically tells us this is who he is. So he says twice, I am the good shepherd. I am the one who has come to fulfill all the prophecies, all the things written long ago. I am the one to come. I am the shepherd who saves. I am the one who searches out the lost sheep, who protects his flock, who binds up the wounded ones. And it's personal. The Lord is my shepherd, the psalm says. And the Lord speaking through the psalms, he sees us as his sheep. He says, you are the sheep of my pasture. We are the flock under his care, the psalm says. We are his sheep. Based on that verse, at one minute past seven every morning, I have a message pop up on my phone. It says simply this, live loved today. And then five minutes later, a second message. Love the sheep. Love the sheep in the flock. And love being a sheep. Do you love being a sheep? As the good shepherd, Jesus protects us. I don't know how you picture shepherds. We had protection. Feeding them, caring them. Shepherds are valiant. They are vigilant and brave. Think also of David. When he was convincing Saul to, that he should go out and face Goliath, this is the same David who was soon to become Israel's greatest king. But David's first job was as shepherd. And this would prepare him perfectly for kingship. You might have read in 1 Samuel, David recounts his adventures as a shepherd, including killing a lion and killing a bear in order to protect his vulnerable flock. Now, who would stand in this shepherd's way? And if David, a mere human, could protect his flock from lions and bears, how much more does Jesus protect us? According to John chapter 10, which I read to you some of it earlier, we are completely safe in Jesus' grasp. It says this, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. You see, Jesus, it is Jesus who gives us eternal life. And no one can take that away from us. As a shepherd to his sheep, Jesus views it as his personal responsibility to safeguard our journey 
In fact, our whole life is described as a journey, and we have a good shepherd. You see, as the good shepherd, Jesus leads us every step of the journey as we let him. And this is probably the most important message. You see, right now, the the terrain may feel unfamiliar. The last 18 months has been so different from anything that we've ever walked before. And now, as we emerge, hopeful that it will be something like we've seen before, we realize, again, it is unfamiliar. And yes, we may get tired, Fears may cast doubt that we can continue following our shepherd. But these are the times to remember the shepherd knows the path. And he knows the path much, much better than us. So like sheep following a shepherd, we can trust God's leading. Why? He knows the way. But you might be sitting there thinking, well, yes, but what about this situation? How about me? I'm studying for exams when I've spent the last two school years on and off isolating. Can he lead me through that? Yes, he can. Maybe you're in a work situation where you feel undervalued, not just now, but this year, last year, you keep feeling that. But Jesus was the epitome of being underappreciated. So yes, he can lead you through that too. I'm sure each of us has a list of, but what about this situation? What about that? Whatever the circumstance, by his spirit, Jesus can and will, as you let him, lead you through. Jesus leads from the front. He never asks us to take a step in front of him. And that's why we say we follow Jesus. Do you ever say that to people? I'm a follower of Jesus. You see, Jesus goes before us. We follow along the trail that he has pioneered. You are not stepping tomorrow into anything that Jesus hasn't gone into before you. And in a world which is obsessed with how many people are following someone, what a difference it makes to follow the only one who is worth following, Jesus, the good shepherd, our good shepherd. But how do we know where to follow? Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. There are a few things we need to know about sheep. At the time Jesus was speaking, the sheep would have been grazing on open pastures. Shepherds would have taken their sheep to open pastures, to safe, good pastures to graze. What we need to know is that sheep cannot get themselves out of difficulty alone. Now, before moving to Purley, we lived opposite a field of sheep. And we notice that they do indeed, in even this safe, safe, beautiful, square-shaped little field, completely surrounded, 
they got into all sorts of difficulties. Chris and I used to see that they would get their heads stuck in a fence and they couldn't get out. We had to put a phone call into the shepherd and say, there's a sheep with its head stuck through the fence. And you'd see very quickly, she'd arrive, she'd go over to the sheep and free the sheep. Equally, we saw one once with its coat completely tangled up in the brambles. Again, it was seeing the shepherd untangling the sheep was the only way the sheep could get free. And then one time about a year ago, Chris saw a sheep on its back. Well, I didn't know this, but he did. You never leave a sheep on its back. If you see a sheep in its, on its back in a field, you must upturn it. It is fatal for a sheep. And so that's what we had to do when we couldn't raise the shepherd. In all of these situations and more, the sheep tries to free itself, but it can't. It's the shepherd who has to upturn it or free it. But the problem with sheep is by their very nature, they wander off. There are three main reasons why sheep wander. The first one is they just do. And it's not that they'd rather be a goat or a horse or because they've had a sudden change of heart about the sheep. Wandering is just something that sheep do. And I was reading this 19th century writer writing about these very, um, this very passage in the Bible, and he talked about the sheer silliness of sheep. They just blunder one mouthful at a time into wandering until they can no longer hear their shepherd. Sheep are silly. Secondly, Sheep wander because they long for fresh pasture. The thing is, beyond the place that the shepherd has taken them, there may well be poisonous plants or hidden dangers. They just haven't accounted for that. They will wander off anyway because they truly believe that the grass is greener on the other side. But sometimes sheep go wandering because they love to follow one another. Now, this is something that I saw that Jeremy Clarkson discovered uh, within days of becoming the owner of a flock of sheep. I don't know if you saw it in, on his program. When one sheep found a gap in the stone wall and got over, another immediately followed, then another, then another, until the whole flock were positively flying over the fence in a mad rush to follow the one in front. I suppose a politician need only mention these two words, fuel shortage, before one after another leaps into a queue outside Tesco or Esso. One characteristic as well of sheep, they never come back by themselves. The shepherd has to go and bring them back. How about us? How often do we wander off tempted away from the Jesus way. And we too find it easier to get off the path than to get back on it. We need our good shepherd to search for us, lay us on his shoulders and carry us home. Adam and Eve were separated from God by giving in to temptation. God had to banish them from the garden, but he spends the rest of the story rescuing his people and bringing them back to him. 
We hear in Ezekiel, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them. And of course, Jesus told us that famous parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And then he calls his friends and his neighbors and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. Back home with the shepherd, we can hear his voice. His voice is the only voice our souls respond to, the only voice that brings that shalom peace to us and calls us to follow him. It's the voice of the one who laid down his life that we might be saved. And he is the one who searches you and me out and walks with us, leading us in the right paths. I wonder if the question this morning is, am I willing to be found by Jesus today and looked after by him, my good shepherd? We're going to take some time now to be in our shepherd's presence, to respond to his quiet voice speaking over us. I invite Doug to come up and lead us. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're going to spend some time just pondering some of the things that Lisa has shared with us today about the Lord being our shepherd. And I'd like, I've got props. I've got props, because you probably know that Psalm 23 quite well. Um, and in Psalm 23, it says, your rod will comfort me. Well, a rod is a big stick, it's like a truncheon. And the shepherd would carry it around to fight off. You're right there. We fight off wild animals. And so maybe today we feel like we're having to fight things off. We're having to be protected from something. If that's you, then ask the good shepherd to be your protector. That's the first one. The second one, this does come with a costume. I've decided not to wear that today. That's for, that's for Christmas. Um, <laughs> I've got to do it now, haven't I? Um, this is a crook. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Do you know what this is for? No, I can't do that, can I? But it's for pulling the sheep back onto the path. So maybe we know that we're going off the path and we might have wandered off the path some time ago. But the shepherd is just waiting to pull us back onto his path. And if that's you, maybe that's something to ask the Lord today. And the third thing I wanted us to think about today is in that reading today, Jesus talks about the sheep pen 
and he meant Israel. But there are others not of this pen who will hear his voice. Now, in our context, that's whatever percentage it is of Pearly and the rest of the nation and the rest of the world who does not yet know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. And if that is a word for you today, then ask the Lord. Maybe lift up somebody on your heart so you know needs Jesus, because we all need Jesus. We're in the soul-saving business, aren't we? I'll try that one again. We're in the soul-saving business, aren't we? And that is that part of every single person that connects with and needs to connect with God. And everybody has a soul that needs to be saved. So there's three things to think about. Protection, being brought back onto the path, and those who don't know the shepherd. Now, there's lots of ways to respond. The band are going to play in a moment, gently in the background. Uh, the board is still at the back to write prayers. There's some things at the back. You can pop them on there. As with last week, we invite you to come and sit at the foot of the cross. Just be ministered by God, to commit yourself again to Jesus, whatever it is that might mean to you today. There are uh, materials around where you can um, maybe have a prophetic arts response. And we've had one already, which is beautiful. The tree of faith. Lay your trust in God and let your root, uh, let you root your foundations into faith and it will blossom into something more, somebody has drawn and written. I think that's a word for many people here today. So just take the next few minutes just to maybe just listen to the music, to offer yourself to the Lord, to come before the cross, to find a pen or paper, to uh, write something down, to write a prayer at the back, or just to bask in his presence. Because Lord, we are here for you.